everyone. Welcome to Manufacturing Hub with me, Dave, and this guy up here, Vlad. We are talking to Chris Liu of Siemens, and we are talking about all we're talking all about edge ecosystems. So, Chris, without further ado, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for the introduction, Dave, and thanks, Vlad, for having me today. So, uh, yeah, hi everyone, the fans from uh, Manufacturing Hub and uh, Solid POC. Good afternoon. So, um, just so in the next 40, 50 minutes, I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, edge computing, which is a you know uh, most discussed, hitted topics in the manufacturing industry, as well uh, as well as the Siemens uh, edge computing technology, which is a brand new uh, edge Siemens edge computing technology called industrial edge. But before we jump into that, I would like to give you a brief self-introduction about myself. So again, my name is Chris Liu. Um, so I joined Siemens actually uh, less than nine months ago, last December. Uh, so I'm still new with, uh, with the company, but you know, I'm so lucky to enjoy this uh, Siemens DIFA marketing team. Yeah, it's an amazing team, amazing atmosphere with amazing products in, you know, for factory automation. Um, and so I graduated from Purdue University with my bachelor's degree in electro, electrical engineering. And I started as a electro, electrical engineer with converter concept uh, in professional lighting industry, where I, you know, design, uh, involve, get involved in the entire manufacturing process of building uh, like professional light fixtures, uh, the drives inside the fixture, the power supplies. So we're getting a lot of experience and exposures to, uh, you know, manufacturing process, engineering process, R and D, and customer support. Yeah. So just a little bit, a little bit background uh, of myself. And uh, actually, what starting 2020, everyone knows, uh, COVID 19 hits the, you know, the world so bad, and so is uh, the professional lighting industry. All the shows, the concerts, tours were all canceled. So at that time, I, I started thinking, hey, maybe it's, it's a good time for me to switch my career. And as, you know, a big fan of, you know, IT, the cloud computing, edge computing, I found this interesting position uh, available at Siemens. And um, and personally, I'm based uh, based out of Orlando, Florida, which is not too far from our FA hub in Alpharetta, Georgia. So, yeah, again, glad to enjoy the, the big family, the FA marketing family. And... Back to you, Dave. Chris, if I can uh, throw in a question, you know, I'm curious about the the learning curve specifically, you know, within this new role and more, I would say, like globally when it comes to edge devices. I think that, you know, having a background in electrical engineering is definitely a very uh, good opportunity to go into something like edge computing. But what are your thoughts around having also a strong like base in software? I'm, I'm wondering if you know, you were taught that in college, if you think that, again, someone with a pure computer science background would be suitable for such a role, like what are your general thoughts? Because I think a lot of, I want to say like our listeners, and I, I want to say like early career engineers are also looking into other opportunities and they mm -hmm. might shy away from, again, something like edge computing because it sounds like there's a lot of programming involved, it's software heavy, like what are your thoughts around that? Yeah, that's a good, very good question. So uh, me personally, I don't come from a very, you know, software or programming focused uh, background. But even though I also did, you know, in my senior design at Purdue, we, we have to do a lot of, you know, programming simulation uh, with MATLAB, you know, also, also with uh, like Altium, like those PCB designs, which which you have to do a lot of, you know, simulations. 
Uh, so that's why, you know, I choose. Well, I guess we have lost Chris for just a moment. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess like Dave, I'm just curious because again, I've spoken to a lot of electrical engineers who are looking at different roles, especially as Chris had mentioned during the pandemic, there mm -hmm. was a bit of uncertainty of where the industry was going to go. And talking about manufacturing specifically, I think there's so many different um, kind of areas to explore. So and edge is kind of like the, the plow tee. And I know, uh, I, can you hear me? We lost you for a moment. Yep. Sorry, we just guys. got you back. Yeah, forgive me because I mean, I mean, like Central Florida, mm -hmm. there's a thunderstorm going on in this area, so that's that's why probably. Yeah, but um, yeah, like I think I uh, started with the uh, definition of, of edge, right? So edge is actually like the perfect perfect um, platform that bridges IT and OT. So you know, I come from a like hardware background, more like mm -hmm. hardware background. So Edge is like like the perfect product or technology that integrates you know the IT, OT, the shop floor, the production line with those you know cutting edge IT technology or IT applications uh, use cases. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And like I was uh, trying to say while you were gone, I think that offers a lot of opportunities to like electrical engineers and I would say someone on the software side to kind of branch out onto like these areas that kind of combine both. But obviously there yes. is a learning curve, right? It's not a, there, I want to say the combination yeah. of two is an opportunity, but it's also a bit more challenging than let's say in a traditional, let's say like pure hardware role or pure software. So you have to be fairly good in both. But Chris, if I may, you know, to start us off this month, I think the biggest question mm -hmm. of all and I, mm -hmm. uh, I mentioned this to you yesterday. I've made a post on LinkedIn, you know, asking what is an edge device? What is edge computing? How do people define that? And I got a, a variety of answers. I don't think there's like a clear uh, definition. Could you share mm -hmm. with us, you know, what uh, you and Siemens have developed or how do you uh, envision an edge device? What are the criterias? Of course, yeah. So I would say, uh, as of right now, there's not a solid definition. Like the definition of edge computing is still kind of blurry. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people call edge device is just an IoT gateway, uh, collect data, and push data to the cloud. Mm -hmm. But at Siemens, like us, uh, Siemens edge computing, we envision we vision the edge computing as a distributed like computing paradigm. So the core value of edge computing is actually bring the data, the data handling, uh, including like data collection, data management, and data storage closer to where the data is generated, meaning closer to the, to the, to the device. It could be you know, CNC machines to your POCs at your production line. So um, again, the core value is localization of the data, data management. So that means uh, edge can achieve, you know, higher uh, data acquisition rate. So for, uh, from my knowledge, you know, cloud computing, we can do maybe seconds or 10 seconds, uh, but to achieve like milliseconds data acquisition rate, this is where, you know, edge can, can step in and shine. So we've been, uh, we also get a lot of feedbacks from our customers, right? Um, in factory automation space, in U.S. manufacturing, different in industries. 
So they care most, these customers, they care most about, uh, you know, manufacturing, the, the efficiency, availability, and uh, reliability. So a lot of people uh, was comparing edge computing to cloud computing. Hey, uh, it's just like edge computing is like a subset of uh, cloud computing. But for us, for Siemens, like we consider edge is different. It's a different beast. It's a separate platform, separate technology uh, compared to cloud. So you can do a lot of things using edge. It can be used, you know, for different use cases for, you know, for like, like we said earlier, for OEE, uh, for, uh, you know, your production, your machine uh, analysis. It can also enable, uh, you know, digital twin, which is, you know, virtual representation of, you know, physical machines, production line, which can uh, enable, um, you know, the uh, optimizations of the entire product lifecycle, not just from the, 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 the manufacturing process, but also from the engineering phase, the design phase. Uh, so, you know, that can also save the manufacturer, the, the, um, the plan, a lot of time and effort. And apart from that, you know, with the development of 5G network, with increasing numbers of smart devices, POCs, uh, you know, machines, the, like the, the data generated from these machines are increasing uh, like massively. So how, how are the, the, you know, these traditional manufacturers, they're, going to, they're uh, going to be able to handle this increasing amount of data? That's also a challenge. So that's why we introduce Edge, Industrial Edge, which can be also a platform where you can um, pre-process this data before you push them to, you know, your local server, or you, you have to spend a lot of uh, time and cost by pushing them to a public cloud server where you, you know, start doing the IT computing computing analysis. And Chris, I'll me to maybe like unbundle that a little bit. I have, uh, you know, a, a couple of questions on, you know, like particular applications. And maybe to start off, you know, like I know, for example, once you start collecting a lot of data, obviously it's a lot faster to get it into your edge device than process it there. Obviously discard what's perhaps not needed or it's not important. And then you push that to your server and that helps you I would say like one, save you on the bandwidth costs, right? But also mm -hmm. I guess like on bandwidth in general, uh, right. it would save you if you have, let's say like an AWS cloud or Azure or GCP, obviously on the costs of the number of data points transmitted, but also in case of like down downtime, or I would say like outages of your ISP, or if you're working in like oil and gas where those outages, I would say like are more relevant than, you know, a massive manufacturing plant, Obviously, yep. it helps you kind of buffer the data, right? But yes. are, you're also saying that we're doing like some processing, right, for the process. So if I understand like that layout correctly, you have an edge device that collects some data, buffers it, uh, then sends very specific, like it would send some information to the cloud and then process some like inside of the like compute module at the edge and then control the process as well? Or is it influencing the process? Like what's a... What's an application, I guess, in, in that sense? Okay, so if you're talk, talking about like the data flow, right? So the data generated at, at, at the machine. So you can, so you don't, so the, the benefits of edge computing is you don't have to touch your existing uh, production line, meaning you just simply add edge device to your, to your manufacturing plant. So the edge device, you know, uh, can talk to your POC, can 
acupuncture scenes machines, collect data. Um, and so far, you know, our uh, industrial edge platform can support, I think, over over 10, 12 different protocols, including you know, OBCUA, our S7 connectors, uh, also, you know, uh, Modbus, TCP, a lot of different protocols. So we're trying to build this ecosystem. And after that, after you collect the data, so the data can either be stored on the edge device itself, and then uh, it also uh, enables this, you know, data buffering. And then uh, you can, so it is really up to you if you want to run some edge applications on premises um, in real time on the edge device. Or you can also, you know, pre-process this data, filter uh, those data, and only send those your desired data to the cloud platform. And right now we are also supporting pretty much all the hyperscaler pl uh, cloud platforms, like you just mentioned, AWS, uh, Microsoft. GCP was going to be Google the third platform. Not Siemens uh, uh, cloud platform. Yeah, GCP. Yeah, but uh, some some information for you guys. So. Uh, maybe you are already aware of so GCP will like the IoT core platform will will be shut down I think next next year in June. So I thought that, that was Azure. Also, I thought Azure had shut down their IoT, but both also Google Cloud is going the same route. I think it's uh, I think it's GCP. Yeah. Well, okay. yeah, I think it's GCP, and so that that also creates you know some gaps. Hey, is there going to be like a seamless? Uh, you know, transfer migration from Google Cloud to, to, to you know, another platform. So that puts a really big Christian mark. And also another question, do we really need, you know, a uh, hyperscaler cloud again? And then you also push all the, the, the manufacturing data to the cloud. So that's where, you know, we introduce Edge. That can be the, the layer between your, the shop floor and the cloud. So that you know, saves you bandwidth, saves you cost of store, data storage, uh, as well as you, you you pretty much you own the data. When we talk about like data ownership, if you push to the cloud, right? If there's a cyber cybersecurity, cyber attack, there's a cloud server outage, then there's no way you can get the data immediately when you need this data. But if we keep the data, you know, um, like locally in your edge device, so it is really up to you. You have the full control of the data generated at your uh, production site. Yeah, and I would assume it would be smart to kind of have uh, like a backup, right? Especially if it's like a mission critical application, you have a way, again, I think like buffering is almost like an obvious statement at this point, but you're keeping the data so that if there is an outage, you can still kind of like rely on when it reconnects and it's able to send the data, but obviously, to some degree, you can process it and use it internally as needed. We have a good question, uh, Chris, if I may uh, throw it in from Zach from the comments on LinkedIn. And I think, you know, before I read like the question, I think it's an interesting solution because ultimately who's going to be looking at these edge devices the most right now, it's OEMs, systems integrators. And I want to mm -hmm. say like consultants in the automation space, right? Because I think they're the ones who are going to uh, provide the solution to the end user. So the question is, uh, with the edge being such a dynamic and rapidly evolving market, what advice would you have for small to medium-sized OEMs uh, and machine builders that are looking to pick the right connection, I guess the right platform for the long-term viability of the edge space? So 
maybe like in general, like what uh, what should they be looking for? Maybe what kind of features? Uh, interesting to hear your thoughts on the hardware and software as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's a very very good question from Zach. Um, so first, so that actually brings up the next topic about you know uh, the IoT ecosystem. So there's a lot of you know edge device or data gateway devices already in the market, but we are like industrial edge Siemens edge computing is totally different. So you know it it combines uh, we so we understand both the edge hardware and those applications we talk about they have to be industrial grade in order to satisfy you know the OEMs the requirements from OEMs from uh, machine builders. Um, but we are we're talking about a, an ecosystem, you know, we're just, we're, you can consider Siemens as a platform provider and we, you know, embrace, you know, um, our uh, in integrators, um, solution partners, or if you are an app developer, you can also, you know, bring your own applications and we can help you to, to dockerize those applications to edge. And more specifically to answer if, you know, this small OEMs, if you are ready to start your IoT, your industry 4.0 journey, then edge computing is definitely like the step zone that can connect you, connect your shop floor, and per, and also offer you some more computing powers. And here we're not just talking about sending data to the cloud. We're talking about how to um, manipulate, how to manage, how to anal analyze this data to increase your, uh, your, you know, your production efficiency to reduce your machine downtime and to increase your profits in, uh, overall. And I believe for some small OEMs, you may, uh, you maybe not have, you know, in, enough staff or enough resources. For example, some, some OEMs, you, you may have just, you know, hardware engineers. You don't have too much IT knowledge, program skills. So that's fine. You know, edge, edge computing, edge platform can, can enable, you know, can bring those IT benefits to the shop floor. So by you can just simply clicking on, on the apps on your edge device and you know just one click that can uh, do everything that you know those applications on cloud they can do. So that brings you the computing power. Yeah, interesting. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, Vlad, Vlad, if I may, kind of tag on to Chris's answer. Um, I, I think that it's really good. I think especially for smaller companies if there is the need to have a, a platform or to have kind of one ecosystem, I think that uh, could be very important uh, for some use cases. I would say kind of on, on the broader strokes, look at hardware that doesn't have an end of life within the next year or two years. Uh, so I, I was having a conversation um, with a group three or four months ago, and they, they were sold an edge or an IoT device, right? And someone picked a singular sensor, right? It wasn't necessarily the correct sensor for the application. Uh, mm -hmm. But beyond that, three months later, when they got back to go try to buy more of these, they were told that the sensor is, you know, end of life, right? So they couldn't purchase the same sensor that they had done all of their testing off of. So they had to go find another piece of hardware, right? So... First and foremost, I would say find hardware that has the the long term that, that you're going to be able to buy the substantially the same thing uh, for the long term. And then on the software side, whether you are doing the programming and dockerizing it or you're not, 
again, look for a solution that has longevity, whether you purchase it or whether you build it off of someone's platform or otherwise. Uh, there are a number of companies. Uh, there are a number of companies who go roll something up. It it works really well for two or three years, and then they kill it for whatever reason. Uh, especially in the consumer space, right? So as, as I think of the consumer space, I think of Google, right? So so Google has this history of going and building software that I love, and then going and killing the software. Uh, well, I think it's still perfectly uh, perfectly reasonable and or the best piece of software. Um, mm-hmm. out there. So j- just be cognizant of what you're purchasing, it, purchasing into to make sure that it has the longevity because most OEMs that I know don't want to go through this process every two, three, five years. Mo- most of them kind of want to go through the process and just have an upgrade path and continue to buy the things for uh, for the rest of the time that they're going to be there. But no, I think that that's a really good comment uh, from Zach. Uh, Chris, I, I want to actually take it back a little bit to something that you had mentioned earlier, right? So you had mentioned that the theory behind edge devices and edge solutions is that you don't have to kind of go in and reconfigure everything in the line. And you mentioned an S7 connector, right? So is is kind of the, the theory of you take like an S7 1500 you you put some we'll call it software on it and it just mirrors all the data that comes out of the s7 into one of the edge devices and now you have all of the machine information so yeah that, that's a good point so actually uh we we are also like envisioning uh all the you know edge device as you know we, we sort them as edge dedicated devices meaning they okay. have they have more computing power they can do a lot of stuff uh, they can do a lot of data analysis. You can run digital twin in real time uh, on an edge dedicated device. And so far, uh, we have you know three dedicated edge IPCs. Um, and yeah. as I say, ed- industrial edge is highly scalable. So for for that, if you are you know a small OEMs, you also have to consider the cost associated. Mm-hmm. Right. So edge could be a, a you know a more economic solution for you compared to, you know, cloud computing or compared to the other, um, you know, infrastructure as a service solution. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then okay. just and back to back to your question, uh, Dave. Um, so PLC, like Siemens PLC S7-1500 or mm-hmm. our Siemens uh, HMI panels, they are also like edge uh, enabled devices, meaning okay. have this edge, industrial edge runtime. Or industry edge OS, it's a Linux Debian based, um, mm-hmm. you know, OS OS environment. So we can actually just install the OS uh, or add another module on, you know, on the POCs or on the HMI panels. So all these, you know, uh, Siemens devices, like so far Siemens factory automation devices, they can be centrally managed by one industrial edge management uh, plan. That's like a central plan to control all the all the hardware, all the devices. So if you have one production line and you only have like six uh, machines and you need maybe you know three or four uh, edge device, that's fine. But if you also want to scale up, you have global sites and you want to you know central manage all the devices at, at different production lines or at different sites. This can also be achieved by using one edge platform that is. Siemens Industrial Edge. Chris, I wanted to clarify two things 
based uh, based on that answer. I guess so. Out of the box, the uh, like S7 1500, for example, it doesn't have the Edge OS, right? Like that's an additional. It, it's not a hardware module. It's just a, uh -huh. I guess, like a container that you can deploy on the PLC. Correct. Correct. There's a so there's a uh, like uh, technology module TMFMFP, uh, which is like also like a new technology, a new module. It's a uh, multi-function multi processor that uh, you know you can it can be added as a module on the S7 1500 series. So then it okay. enables the it enables the the edge functionality. Meaning, if you have a like lightweight um, applications, then you can get that dockerized, and then you can also uh, use you know make the use of the application on the S7 POC. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And uh, there was a question from Lewis. He said that you've answered the question, but I wanted to unpack that a little bit more. So when it comes to the applications, right? And I want to say, like, that's one of the concerns that you often hear about platforms like Node-RED, right? So mm -hmm. I'm assuming you're familiar with uh, with uh, Node-RED. And the concern is that there's a lot of modules and kind of libraries developed by third parties. And as Dave mentioned, can sometimes just stop being supported or, you know, there's a new a new revision of Node-RED that's released and it becomes, uh, mm -hmm. again, like unsupported or just not functional. How are mm -hmm. the apps managed within the Siemens, um, like, platform? Is that something that Siemens provide? Does it work with third-party vendors? Is it, you know, if I buy one of these Edge modules, I can build, like, my own app on top of that? How does that, like, landscape work? If you could kind of elaborate on that a little bit more. Of course. So, like, we embrace, you know, all the app developers to to create your own app. And our, you know, our main task is to support these app developers to bring their applications to get those apps dockerized because we have a Docker engine uh, installed on our Edge IPCs, our, our Edge devices. And there's there's a uh, Industrial Edge app publisher, a, a, a new, a different soft layer, uh, like, equipping the Industrial Edge management system. So when you know the the, uh, the app developers they have their dockerized app ready to go on Edge platform, so then we can support them migrate their apps to this you know industry Edge app publisher platform, and then they can then further you know either publish it in our uh, pop, like global Edge marketplace where where they can also sell their own apps and make monetary values. They can make money out of their own apps, or they can just simply uh, deploy the, like their own created apps in their own edge device. So this is, you know, very easy, very simple to, to implement. That was going to be uh, my next... Chris, Go ahead, David. I was going to say, uh, Chris, j just a clarification. So the app development and, and that that you're talking about, the, the platform, that, that is MindSphere, correct? Or is that something else? No, no. So that is, that is also part of the feature of Industrial Edge. It's called okay. Industrial Edge App Publisher. It's a okay. It's a soft layer. It's a it's a feature of Industrial Edge. It's platform. There's nothing to okay. do with MindSphere. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. No and problem, Chris. I guess like to clarify, I had a question. I guess on the monetization aspect of how the platform works, right? So obviously, it's my understanding that you have to buy the hardware. Is there any, let's say, like development licenses like you would find in like traditional PLC and HMI development, or it's purely once you, I guess, purchase certain apps and certain apps would be free. And then you could build your apps on top of that. How does that work? And again, 
obviously I'm not trying to get the actual numbers, but just I'm curious how it would work for, uh, again, for like a small OEM, because I'm assuming we're going to get those questions. Uh, what does the pricing model look like? Yeah, that's a great question. So we know, you know, for those IT driven startups or IT driven companies, uh, you know, they don't have too much OT knowledge. <clears throat> that's why we also have a virtual device, virtual version of Edge device. It's called Industrial Edge virtual, virtual device. It is already available for purchase uh, on Siemens Digital Exchange, the industrial edge marketplace. It is a sub subscription-based uh, uh, device, meaning you have to pay like certain cost like annually, and then you can you can keep the license, you can keep using it. And um, you know, so all you need is just just to like a, like a PC, and then you can uh, run like install the the like, virtual device in your in your uh, VM virtual machine, and that is very straightforward. Um, and other than that, you can just, you know, once you uh, develop your own applications, then you can start, you know, get them dockerized and then push that to the virtual device. So you don't have to worry about, hey, do I need to order hardware and then get them hooked up and plug, plug in to, 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 you know, anywhere. So that saves those app developers, those IT companies, you know, also a lot of efforts and time. Yeah, I think that uh, I, I think that makes sense. That's kind of um, you know what Apple has done with the iPhone way back when. So I really I really like that model because my assumption again is that you can scale as your application grows. So right, so if you have a exactly. fairly small like skid, and if you're only drawing like a few uh, data points and you're not processing that much, then I'm assuming you're going to need uh, like less powerful hardware, obviously, but kind of like mm -hmm. more basic applications. Versus if someone yes. wants to Kind of get an edge device for the entire plant. It's it's gonna scale with the with the processing. Yep, um, that's correct. If I may ask, so you know we've talked about certain applications, and I think like in general, what uh, edge devices are capable of and what they're usually used for. Is there maybe kind of like very specific scenarios you want to share with us, or really interesting like applications of edge devices that you've seen? Obviously, without mentioning any company names, but uh, I'm just curious if you're seeing something, you know, that's maybe a little bit more innovative, a little bit like different outside of the box thinking. Of course. So um, maybe one use case highlight uh, is the, like the visual inspection uh, analysis, right? So we know, you know, usually like those, those video data, it's, it's huge, it's massive amount of data. And uh, so like in vertical farming, we have, we, ha we help one customers, like they successfully like install our, our edge devices. And uh, so this edge device is connected with uh, their OPC server, local OPC server in the plant. And also uh, it is successfully installed to collect data from their uh, like checkware machines and uh, the ceiling machines. So it talks to like two to three different protocols. Uh, and, and actually, I, they're actually not using our Siemens POCs. So they're actually using our competitors' POCs. So that's why we're also trying to deliver this message. Hey, Industrial Edge is, you know, the, 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 the right product, the right, the, the stepstone to build a, an ecosystem. And um, so there's also like huge amount of, you know, uh, video data in their local server. So use with our Industrial Edge uh, technology, they can, you know, pre-process this data, filter those undesired data out, and then send the data to, they're using AWS cloud for further, you know, 
uh, you know, either data storage or uh, data analysis. So this so is doing image processing on the on the edge. Yeah. Well, there's yeah, there's a visual uh, there's a vision anal analysis app. So so it can actually filter out some you know unused or some uh, anomaly data, and then you can it can you know help the, the users to largely reduce the the undesired amount of data. That's very interesting. Dave, do you mm -hmm. have, uh, I know that you work with uh, many manufacturers. Do you have interesting, like, edge, maybe examples? So I, I actually want to get to examples um, as the next segment, Vlad. But if I don't thank Siemens right now, we're going to be 90 minutes into this, and we're going to remember that we didn't uh, didn't thank them properly. So uh, I'm going to go ahead. Uh, we're going to go thank Siemens uh, for sponsoring September. I think Vlad is going to play a really cool video um, over this. If you guys are listening to this in podcast form, we'll go ahead and drop the link to the uh, the video as uh, as I go ahead and talk, and you guys can go uh, go listen to it. So, is data being generated? Uh, or <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so data is is being generated continuously on your shop floor. Are you benefiting from it? Or would you like a faster and easier way of analyzing your data so that you can acquire valuable insights? Siemens Industrial Edge will help you get the most out of your production data and optimize your machine and plant availability and performance. It also gives machine builders the opportunity to develop new service strategies and business models. Industrial Edge represents an open, ready-to-use edge computing platform consisting of edge devices, edge apps, edge connectivity, and an application and device management infrastructure. It makes it easier to collect and analyze data from industrial resources, enables a faster and more reliable rollout of the apps on the shop floor, and provides central management for devices and apps with maximum scalability. And there's no need to intervene in the existing automation system, which personally I think is is a huge selling point, right? So you guys can go check more of that out uh, with the Siemens uh, Industrial Edge, and then it's a very long link. So we will go ahead and drop it uh, in the links below, or you guys can, if you're watching this live, uh, go go to Siemens and search Industrial Edge or Industrial Edge Platform, and uh, and find more of that. So again, we want to thank Siemens uh, for sponsoring the edge ecosystem uh, theme and, and Chris for being on here. So Chris, but before we jump in and talk more about, uh, before we talk more about kind of specific use cases, did you have anything else that, that you want to add from the, from us and kind of this industrial edge uh, platform uh, from the Siemens perspective, or perhaps kind of the, the future and the roadmap that you guys uh, I know are, are continuously working on? Of course. Yeah. So, you know, uh, we talked about, you know, edge, uh, dedicated devices is highly scalable, right? Uh, so we actually have this IPC 127E, uh, which can be simply used as a uh, data gateway. Uh, it mm -hmm. talks to like ten like over ten different kinds of protocols. Uh, also talks to you know all the other hyperscaler cloud platforms. And then we have this 227E, IPC 2227E, uh, which we call like Nanobox, where you can run some you know, lightweight edge applications, for example, uh, like performance insight, machine insight, uh, which comes with, you know, uh, this, this OEE functionalities, uh, mm -hmm. simple dashboarding, display the, the KPIs uh, where, you know, the users wants to see. Uh, it can be their, their machine running status or the production output. So it, it is very straightforward, very, very easy to use. And then we also have this 427E uh, 
like uh, Microbox. Uh, it is, you know, probably so far our most uh, powerful edge edge box, and you can run some, you know, AI function uh, AI uh, focused applications. For example, anomaly detection, live tweeting. We just discussed. You can load, you know, over uh, over. So right now, this live tweeting on edge is support is supporting over a hundred different simulation models. So you can just simply load the simulation models to live tween on a 427E. So moving forward, we're also going to have you know some rack edge IPCs where you can install multiple uh, our industrial edge virtual devices. So we're really talking about a highly scalable platform. And sometimes you know we just call since this is since today's like Apple event day. So usually we compare you know the edge the edge boxes to the to an iPhone. Right, yep. you have iPhone 14 Pro Basic Plus or whatever simple. We also have you know our Edge 127, 227, 427, and 847, which is the Rack IPC. So if you're looking for a highly scalable uh, economic solution uh, with you know some IT computing power, data analysis, Edge Industry Edge could be your best option. I I love that, and I love kind of the the, the the kind of parallelism to the the Apple devices. As as I was going through, and as we we talk about these, right? Uh, so I've used a lot of Apple consumer or prosumer devices to kind of push information um, out to humans on the floor, kind of in the edge space. And I have found, you know, I found a couple of things, right? If they have information that they can act on immediately then generally, once you get in the rhythm of this is what we're doing, people are going to act on that immediately. But I've also found that if there is lag or stuff doesn't work or, or we goes and takes two months to set it up or it works in like 50% of the, the line, but 50% of the line, we don't have cellular service or Wi-Fi service and it doesn't work, then th those are real productivity and, and other killers. And so... I have seen kind of as we talk about the, the value of edge, right? Th that is the value of kind of many of these other systems is to have what you need at the machine. Hmm. And m most of the time, you're not going to get significant. Uh, you're not going to get a significant productivity or optimization bump by throwing it up in the cloud, pulling it down five minutes later or 20 minutes later after it processes and comes back down than you would by giving someone pretty good or really good information uh, instantly. So, so th that is, I think that that's a really good parallelism uh, with that. And, and I'm interested to kind of talk more. But as you were talking about that, I was looking for, uh, so Colm, so Colm Gavin uh, was on episode 40, right? And so we talked about digital twin and we talked about virtual commissioning. So I mm -hmm. wanted to make sure to throw out episode 40. If you guys haven't listened to that from the end of last year, that was an amazing conversation uh, that we had. Colm knows so much about Digital Twin, right? So I think we spent the basically the entire time talking about Digital Twin and virtual commissioning. So, And I, I feel like Live Twin, it was, it's a very good uh, parallelism to, uh, to the little bit of, of Digital Twin that, that we're talking about here. But I want to kind of tell what Vlad alluded to a few minutes ago, talk about a couple of examples. Uh, so, so, Chris, do you guys have, have a good example, uh, case study or otherwise, that we can kind of talk through as to where the edge devices and the edge ecosystems uh, kind of helped a company? 
Of course, yeah. So like. We have a few like successful uh, stories, like yeah, in both like vertical farming and also like vertical automotive. So we have this, you know, big, very big, uh, you know, autom automotive manufacturer to successfully implement and install our industrial edge in their, mean some of their not just not just one single one, but some, like many some more uh, multiple their sites in in US. And right now we also have this replication phase. They're going to uh, like install edge at their uh, site, like uh, plant in different regions. So what we do is, you know, they have our edge 127Es like running uh, locally on premises to get to get the data out from like their uh, their their stamping machines, uh, their like assembly assembly lines, and then they also so those big companies sometimes they're they're concerned about like cybersecurity. And that's, you know, one of the, the benefits from edge computing. We don't need, you know, internet actions. We don't need uh, network to the, the, the cloud. So this data is collected like uh, on-premises, like in milliseconds from their, their machines. And then those data were also pushed from the edge devices to their local server. And now since, you know, Dave, you mentioned like Colm Gavin, who's also, you know, uh, you know a, a brilliant, you know, um, brilliant person and we, we also have a lot of collaborations um, bringing this you know uh, digital enterprise virtual commissioning IOT this topic uh, out together so they uh, this company uh, our customers also con considering you know running like performance insight which I just mentioned earlier the like the, the plan OEE so you're not just looking at a status of a machine but you're also looking at you know multiple production lines running at the same plant However, we also have we also have this performance insight app uh, available on Siemens Cloud called MindSphere. So right now we are also trying to bundle you know MindSphere and Edge together and see if we can create some more values you know by implementing both Edge and MindSphere because you know we have this uh, MindSphere connector uh, already available on the Edge platform. So it actually synchronized uh, the data um, from the the edge platform to the cloud platform. So that's even faster. So that's so that that can be used to realize uh, you know you know on premises real time data. And we discussed earlier like live twin, digital twin. You know the, the core value is to update uh, the virtual object you by using those uh, real time data. So. You know, with the combination of, with the bundle of both uh, Edge platform and MindSphere cloud platform, then there's, you know, also a lot of more opportunities that can be deployed, that can be realized. No, absolutely. I, I, I was, was going to say, I think that that's a great example. I was going to go share an example or two, but Vlad, if you've got a question specifically for Chris, please go ahead. I guess we'll take a slight tangent before you <laughs> back with your... I guess, uh, example, Dave, but Chris, I want to ask, you know, so in my experience, again, edge devices and anything that's involved with, let's say, like cloud data processing is typically a bit more oriented towards IT. As we discussed, there's a little, uh, there's an overlap and kind of a bridge between IT and OT, right? Because ultimately mm -hmm. we're collecting data from field devices. So my question, I guess, first of all, to you is, who do you see? mostly being involved in these projects, 
but also, you know, because again, like I think a lot of our listeners and also a lot of my personal connections are going to be coming from the OT or automation space. How can they mm-hmm. get the knowledge uh, necessary to kind of bridge the gap, right? Is there maybe like a training that Siemens provides when it comes to like edge devices? Is there a training on like MindSphere? How can someone who's been used to working on, again, like PLC and HMI programming sort of mm-hmm. get to the next level? Someone who understands that there's value there, but doesn't necessarily have the, maybe the technical skills and know-how yet uh, to kind of uh, maybe lead some of those projects? Of course. Yeah. So usually, um, you know, most people like coming from, you know, the IT part, like IT specialists, uh, they will be like more heavily involved in, you know, some of this, this projects using more sophisticated applications. Um, but uh, at Siemens right now, we really, you know, offer this uh, edge dedicated three day virtual training session. It's called C-Train. Uh, it is com- it is with the cost, um, but you know that 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 is a three day virtual training session uh, led by our you know very knowledgeable edge instructors. So that so all the topics related to edge platform uh, from uh, the basics essentials from installation to uh, you know even like app development app creation those are those are all will be covered during the three day training session. Uh, however, there's also some you know. Uh, already available public resources related to Industrial Edge. Uh, it's called Industrial Edge, industrial-edge.io. This is a website that is uh, designed by Siemens, uh, Siemens people. So if you just Google it, there are actually three different sections. One of them is for, I think, plan operators. So how to, so that will cover, you know, the functionality. How, how do you use uh, Edge? And then there's also, uh, a section for app developers. So for, you know, we're not trying to build this edge ecosystem on, on our own from Siemens side. That's why we strongly encourage, you know, if you are, if you have some cool applications, if you are an app developers, app, app providers, you know, we can, we can help you, we can support you to bring your own applications to edge. So that section is mainly, you know, about Docker, uh, about, you know, uh, what's, what, what are the functionalities is available on edge to expedite the migration process. And I believe there's also a section, you know, just, just a general section, uh, which you can get, get to know the, the updates, the latest status update about, about industrial edge. So what's new, what's in the roadmap, uh, what's going to be available in the next couple of weeks, couple months. So if, you know, just to keep refreshing, uh, the, our knowledge about edge platform. Interesting. I've, I've shared the link, by the way, for those of you who are live on LinkedIn and YouTube. But if you're watching us later on, these links will be posted on our website in case you want to check out some of these resources. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, I think th- those are some some really great uh, resources. Thank you for that, Chris. So so a couple of examples of kind of edge um, in in my experience and where I've, I've particularly seen them uh, pay off. Right. So. One kind of alluding to to Vlad's former comment of oil and gas. It's not actually an oil and gas uh, example. It is a it is a landfill example, right? So I did some work with, with a large county out in California a number of years ago. They had something like twenty landfills, right? And so because it's out in central California or northern California, there are a bunch of canyons and other things, and they certainly had issues. 
uh, trying to connect everything. And it was, it was pretty much a, we'll call it an IPC at the site. And then it kind of bounced around a whole bunch of radios. And sometimes there's good cellular signal to get out. And sometimes there's less than good cellular signal to, uh, to get out. And so we actually had everything compute on the edge device, right? It was, it was fairly simple uh, computations, but we had all of the values and everything compute on the edge devices. And then as, as Chris was mentioning earlier, it kind of had store and forward and other backup features so that we could make sure that it goes out, it pings the servers, right? There was a heartbeat back to uh, back to the central server so we could confirm that we had it. And I, I think because of how little data we were, we were kind of sending and calculating, it had multiple weeks of data that it could go ahead and store. And so if you get a week or a week and a half in and something catastrophic has happened, um, you could in theory go send one, go, go send someone out to, to pull it back. And so we had done that and there was a central server, I believe it was cloud-based uh, kind of as, as one of Chris's earlier examples had, uh, had said, and it was pushing all of those, you know, two dozen or so facilities to the central server and then it significantly reduced the number of people who had to show up on site because you know that as long as something catastrophic didn't happen to the IPC, in which case I imagine that we would all hopefully know that something catastrophic had happened on site, um, that there would not be any issues uh, moving forward. And so that was, that was very good. There were multiple times over kind of the proof of concept and early phases in which they would lose uh, connectivity via radio or cell phone for six to 36 hours, because that was a fairly common occurrence. Uh, that was a fairly common occurrence with them. And so they, they would lose connectivity, but because the edge device was there and because we were storing the information and pushing it up to the central cloud repository, uh, there, there were no issues. Uh, another example is, is slightly more catastrophic, right? So I was doing some work with, a, we'll call them a one to $300 million a year OEM. And they had six or eight buildings, right? And so they had six or eight buildings as they grew over the previous 20 years, they would need more machines. And so they would build more buildings and none of the buildings would be connected. And so we went, we had gone through a process that was about two years old, upgrading machines, putting edge, uh, putting edge devices, right, on the critical machines so that we could do machine OEE so that we could store data of critical machines, et cetera, et cetera. And actually, sadly, at one point, they were redoing the parking lot and they severed one of the hardline server connections from the main building to building, I don't know, seven or eight, right? And, uh, and that would have been absolutely catastrophic for the organization because it took like two weeks to get replaced other than the fact that we were able to store locally the information uh, the information on those machines because they they had to uh, they had track and trace and a whole bunch of other items set up for the meteorology of the uh, of the metals as they were going through the machine. So I've seen that happen a number of times so that there's the intrinsic hey look at all of this value that I can capture at the machine and things that I may not have to push up to the cloud and the the kind of immediacy of the computation but there's also the hey my business would collapse if something were to happen to the power or to the internet, to this machine. And I see organizations that the larger the number of buildings they have and the more unstable their internet becomes, 
the more edge devices or backup servers they need across a, a facility in order to be safe. Yeah, thanks for sharing that, Dave. <clears throat> Maybe yeah, some you know we're also coming up with some cool applications based on edge computing, industrial edge. Uh, we're also doing some proof of proof of concepts. For example, we have this notifier app uh, or speech assist speech assistant for machines. So uh, you know, for example, making iPhone again as example, you 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 can just call, hey Siri, what's the weather for today, right? So we have this. Uh, app called SAM, Speech Assistant for Machines. So basically you open the, the SAM app on your on your Edge platform. And then you can, it, it's actually a, a web uh, web browser. So you can just open the browser and you talk to your, your PC um, and then just say, hey Sam, can you let me know the, the you know, the production line, the machine status of uh, this machine ABC? Then that will send you all the, the desired information if you know the, the, the edge IPCs is connected with your, your machine. So that's you know also something something cool. We're trying to you know also expedite people to accept you know smart manufacturing is not too far. It's 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 the next step. So we can get there like very soon. Yeah. And you know this is just one example. So if any of you have some cool ideas, cool applications you know, feel free to bring that to us and we are more than well, more than happy to help you to deploy and, and uh, publish your own apps. Interesting. Any other like examples, I guess, I'm, I'm curious if there's something going on in like robotics, maybe because we've talked uh, earlier this year too, there's quite a bit of uh, development in robotics specifically. And I know that Siemens uh, works quite extensively with, uh, you know, some of the manufacturers that you mentioned in the auto making space. Uh, to simulate, but also create apps that make sense in in like the industrial robotics space. I'm wondering if edge devices are heavily used there, and if not, are there some ideas, thoughts, maybe applications that are being developed? Yeah, definitely. Like some some of those like machine learning, uh, like AI based applications. Uh, for example, like anomaly detection app. Uh, even though that's not specifically for you know uh, industrial robots, uh, robots, but um. You know, anomaly det detection definitely is, is a very powerful application. It's mainly designed for, uh, you know, predict predictive maintenance. So you can can uh, run this anomaly detection app I mean, in real time, and it will also like analyze those, you know, it, uh, like those data points and find out uh, before the your machine actually goes wrong. So uh, that can say that can enable you know the, the machine builders. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, like massive amount of time and, and money. So then they can have this warning even before uh, they have to schedule a maintenance. So then, you know, that saves them, that, that reduces the machine downtime as well. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting example. Again, I, I've heard that there's quite a few like proof of concept applications uh, regarding AI machine learning. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I've personally not maybe like experienced them. So I'm I'm really curious to see how it's going to play out, right? If you're able to siphon out all the data of, again, let's use like a simple machine, like a case packer or a palletizer, then mm -hmm. just processing the data and being able to predict what's the, uh, I guess like my imagination is that it would be a probability of shutting down in the next, let's say like hour, two hours, like depending obviously on how well your 
facilities running based on like historical data, but also real time information that some of those values are coming in with. So I think it's going to be like really interesting. And I think there's really no way to do that without like an edge device, right? It's going to have to be like your DLC is just generating those signals. You're going to siphon that out into the edge device. Maybe you can do some processing at the server level, but as we uh, discussed a little bit off stream is that it's not going to be fast enough to kind of respond to the to the information and again probably not always stable enough for all industries to kind of run in the server so mm-hmm. That's right. it's um it's going to be really interesting dave thoughts i agree i think that it's absolutely going to uh to be more interesting i appreciate that the parallels that we've had uh, so far, chatting with Chris, as we did kind of when we talked about IIoT. Um, and I think that as we go and explore this more, that we're going to see more and more people and reasons and use cases to have edge devices. As if we have edge devices for store and forward, for, for backup capability, for instantaneous computation, that as Chris kind of talked about, we we go figure out what's really important and then push those up to the cloud and then we pay for you know, the cloud supercomputing capability to go run the analytics. I think it'll be very interesting. Uh, I, yes, I think it'll absolutely be very interesting. And I feel like this is going to help that group that we've had forever that talks about not wanting to just kind of go push their data to the cloud, right? They, they want to have a physical copy of their data, you know, they want to be able to do as much as they can uh, immediately where they have it. So I, I think that that is, I think that that is very interesting. And I, I think that that kind of takes me to, to the next question that I have for Chris and, and I prepared him for this because uh, as I ask everyone, I want to know, Chris, what do you think that the future of of edge or of the edge ecosystem is going to look like? Yeah, I think there's going to be still like a lot of more opportunities for, for edge, right? As I mentioned earlier, there, there are already, you know, as dedicated IPCs designed uh, and developed by Siemens. But, mm-hmm. you know, um, we also like vision if there's any like external uh, edge devices, they can also be equipped with our industrial edge uh, OS, industrial edge runtime. So that is to say you can you can install, you know, Apple iOS on an Android phone. Right. Mm-hmm. So we're not we're not like essentially competing against all the other like edge device builders, the, the edge device uh, like manufacturers. But we are aiming to build this entire IoT eco- ecosystem using with our uh, industrial edge solution. So that is from like the hardware side. From mm-hmm. the software side, also you know we have our. Siemens design developed applications, and I believe so far there are over 45 applications already available for purchase and officially supported by, by Siemens. You can uh, find them all on our uh, Siemens digital exchange. However, like I say, there are some functionalities or opportunities that maybe uh, us at Siemens we're not aware of. So that's why you know those uh, IT. Uh, driven startups or solution partners, they can step they can step in and bring their values to our platform. And so that is, you know, just the the edge side. And with you know the the uh, the connections enabled by edge, there's also a lot more um, functions, use cases can be created on the cloud side. So for example, Siemens 
just acquired uh, a company called SenseI, which is a okay. cloud-based, cloud-based uh, like anomaly detection or predictive predictive maintenance uh, solution providers. But you know, we know Edge would be the key key tools to enable the, the connections to make the data at, at the plant accessible, transparent. So that's the first mm-hmm. step. Yeah, and after that, you know, that a lot of more functionalities can be can be enabled, can be achieved. Yeah. So right now, it's it's really just the start. But if you want to have a rocket. Sounds like we've lost Chris momentarily again. Uh, Dave, I guess before we throw him the closing questions, <laughs> yep. I do want to give him a, a last hard question to consider perhaps, and that's uh, ah. the topic of cybersecurity, right? So I think as he even alluded to, there was some pushback at one of the customers that he gave as an example. And I think all of us are, well, at least a lot of us in the manufacturing space are starting to take cybersecurity more and more seriously. Uh, Chris, yes, we did lose you for a second. Um, I like Sorry I was telling that. Dave, before we uh, throw you kind of the boilerplate questions, uh, uh, I wanted to also ask you uh, the topic of cybersecurity. And you mentioned that, you know, that was one of the pushbacks maybe from one of your customers. I'm wondering, uh, what are your thoughts on cybersecurity when it comes to edge devices? You know, as we introduce more and more of these in the field, you think, there is a potential, I guess, like issue with them being, uh, again, like leveraged for a malicious intent. Is there, is there steps taken? I, I would assume so, but are there steps taken above and beyond what we would expect, especially on the industrial grade side? Uh, like, what are your thoughts on cybersecurity when it comes to edge devices in general? Yeah, I mean, we we've actually encountered like many customers. Uh, you know, where edge computing is actually the only solution forward to, like, let's say, maintain their uh, preferred level of security. And like I said earlier, so if you have edge, edge computing implemented, that means you, you own the data. You don't have to rely on third-party cloud or third-party third party IT, IT uh, guys to manage the data for you. And at the end of the day, you know, when the customers owns the infrastructure, uh, then they have a uh, a lot more control all of uh, like all over the data, like flows in and flows out through their uh, their entire plan. So if you uh, you know if you can if you are let's say if you are like CIO if you are like CTO of of a a company, so cybersecurity is definitely the most concerned issue. But you know we have three components inside of. Uh, the edge portfolio. So edge device is like like the bottom part, which is placed at production level, and uh, you know it, they, they they are like industrial grade. So um, and then there's on, on your uh, shelf floor level, there's a uh, industrial edge management uh, that that's a central plan. So that also requires you know license and multifunction uh, layer. So that is very. Oh, it looks like uh, look like Chris froze uh, for, for just a moment. But I, I agree. I think cybersecurity is. Uh, I think it's very important. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I I think it's very important, and I think we're going to have more people 
looking and interested on on how they can leverage devices uh, like this, right? So I guess in theory, if there could be cyber issues at one of your cloud hosted uh, platforms and you're still able to run your facility, right? I think that that's going to become more and more important as as we look into uh, as we look into the future. Oh, but we, we've got Chris back. We were just saying how how we agree that uh, I think cyber and being able to run uh, during a potential cyber issue is uh, is only going to become more important in the future. Chris, correct, correct. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure. Like, where where was I? Where where was second I? Layer, second layer, second layer from the stack. So, so second, uh, we're talking about like IEM, right? Yeah. So IEM is also like placed in the in the um, factory level in, in your production level and running on premises. And it also it comes, you know, equips with you know multi multi layer, uh, you know, authentication. So it, it requires logging, uh, requires license. And on the cloud level, we have industry hub, which is like IEH, where you mm-hmm. download, purchase those apps from Siemens Digital Exchange, and then those apps will be pushed down, download to your IEH industry edge hub and then if you have you know you you have different uh deployments different use cases then you can push this apps further down to specific iem images and then since you have you know multiple edge devices connect to your to a single iem then it is also very flexible of your choice to you know further push down those apps desired apps to specific ieds from the iems so this is pretty much like the uh the the structure, the layers, architecture of of why industry edge is very secure and reliable. Makes sense, Dave. Any uh, final thoughts, questions before we give Chris our usual usual boilerplate stuff? No, I think I think Chris did an amazing uh, job, kind of walking us through that and uh, setting up uh, everything that we're talking about. So. This is amazing, Chris. I know that after this first 60 or 70 minutes of talking about um, edge ecosystems, that one, it's going to be a great theme, and two, I'm not sure how we're going to talk about it all in uh, in only four weeks. But but that's always a good problem to have. Uh, that, that is always a good problem to have. So, uh, so thank you so much uh, uh, for that, Chris. I guess I have two kind of content uh, questions for you. One, you listed uh, a couple of really good. Um, you list uh, industrial-edge.io. Can you go ahead and relist kind of the industrial edge and all kind of all of those other edge um, places to go find information uh, if we've missed some of them, please? Of course, yeah. So definitely, if you're you know very interested about industries, this technology, you can just simply go go to you know our website, Siemens Industrial Edge website. So that also has, you know, a lot of resources. For example, our upcoming uh, webinars where we where we will, you know, uh, give everyone like a live demo, some mm-hmm. some status update. So we will cover a few uh, applications. For example, you know, uh, the performance inside and how uh, the the data is being transferred from your shop floor to the cloud. And we will also talk about, uh, like I said earlier, bringing the third party app to our edge platform and how to. Uh, how to use them. So you can find those uh, on our Siemens website. Uh, apart from that, there's also like uh, industrial edge, uh, like a couple of industry edge forum. So uh, for us, we also have like a GitHub. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, available. Like uh, you, you can just basically search 
in a storage, which is already, mm -hmm. already available. And apart from that, I can also um, paste a few like website links that I used to, you know, uh, browse through and get some more, you know, fresh insights from, and then I can share that uh, with you guys. Yes, please. That would, uh, that would be fantastic. So everyone can go ahead and check back and we should also have those in the show notes. If you guys are listening on podcast form uh, beyond that, Chris, I know that, that you've got a couple of book recommendations. Uh, no, wait, hold on. Vlad's got a question. I was going to ask, I guess, um, just to clarify, the GitHub, what is the what is the scope of that repository? Because I'm I'm looking at it now. I guess there's a lot of different applications developed. Is it by Siemens or by third parties? What's the like I'm just curious. So yeah, so we actually have uh if you just search in github.com industrial uh, yep. hyphen edge. So that's that's where you know some third party apps and there's also some like public resources. If you see like performance analytics and shop floor to cloud connectivity, developer guide hands on app. So these are the three that uh, we call starting application scenarios uh, that we, that is all a part of our go to market strategy. That's because we consider these are the three use cases that can expedite, you know, the first timer, uh, the, you know, first time or new users who are not very familiar about uh, edge, edge computing or industry edge platform. This can, uh, you know, expedite their, their learning curve and get them, you know, up, up to speed. So if you just go to the GitHub page, so the three um, on, the, on the main page will be, you know, the, your go-to sites. And then uh, there's, you know, uh, S7 connector data handling getting started. So that's more uh, focusing on, you know, S7 connectors. So how do you get those connectors uh, up and running? Um, and edge device. Okay. Well, appreciate yep. it. Yeah. Th thank you for that, Chris. And then I get the other question is, uh, I know you've got a, a book recommendation or two for us. Uh, so, so yes. what would you, uh, what would you, what, what <clears throat> excuse me, what do you have? So this is, this book is, this is in Chinese, but it has an English version. Uh, it, it's called smart manufacturing system and okay. practice. It's actually uh, written by uh, like Naimin Lam, who is actually a I think Siemens uh, software engineer in China. Yeah. Okay. He he I think he works at one of the smart factory in China. It's it's actually in Chengdu where we a lot of our Semantic products were uh, are manufactured there. Yeah. Okay. In the book. What's the full it, title, Chris? Sorry again. Uh, smart manufacturing. Smart manufacturing system and practices. Practices, okay. Yeah. And, I mean, in the book, it talks about, you know, smart manufacturing solutions, digital twin, like the one you are interested in, Vlad. Uh, it also talks about, like, some, you know, some other smart manufacturing uh, process, like MES, uh, MOM. It also talks about, you know, uh, like SCADA, EDGE. So ERP, uh, POMs, a lot of a lot of stuff related to you know what Siemens is is involved in the entire you know factory automation uh, process automation field. So it's a very interesting book. And another book, maybe I can share with you guys. Is actually mm -hmm. you can find this um, like Broadview.com. So this is mainly just about uh, edge computing. It's okay. it's also yeah it's also in Chinese, but you can. 
you can find it on uh, www.broadview.com. So it's it's edge computing application and uh, the technology. Yeah. So this also dis also discuss a lot about you know Docker about uh, you know the uh, container technology. Mm -hmm. um, also like I/O because uh, this one was written by I think Intel R and D uh, back in back in their APAC. Okay. APAC region. So it, it is also like a fun, fun, fun book to read if you are, you know, trying to um, get some more knowledge on, you know, app development. So that could be a awesome book. Awesome. No, very, very good. I appreciate that. Uh, Vlad, book question for you. How many of those 150 Audible books that you took as recommendations did you listen to over vacation? Uh, only a couple. Uh, the main one being is uh, After Steve. So it's uh, it's an interesting yeah. book, you know, having kind of like referenced Apple a couple times, kind of like how Apple is changing its mentality after Steve Jobs has mm -hmm. uh, passed away. And it, it, it's actually, it goes really in depth into like the different backgrounds of the people at the C-suite of Apple. So very interesting. I, I can't remember who it was that recommended it, uh, but... Certainly, I don't uh, remember. Yeah, it, it I remember it was like a good recommendation. Yes. Yeah, I don't very, remember. Very, very interesting. Uh, I remember it was. Yeah. No, no, that that sounds good. I'm I'm happy to hear that we have a uh, a thumbs up for that. Uh, Chris, question for you. Uh, you you have an interesting path that that you've taken to get into uh, manufacturing, industrial automation kind of edge everything. Uh, so, so we'd love to know your career advice. So if you've got an early to mid-career person, either looking to get into automation manufacturing to start with, or maybe making a career change, uh, what are your suggestions for them? All right, so um, back, back when I was at Purdue, so I actually got a, a very good opportunity to uh, work for a company, Lens and Gear, uh, as a student co-op. I think that's where I get a lot of, you know, hands-on experience in, uh, like, R&D and also, you know, because I, I was just a test engineer. Um, mm -hmm. and, but just from from that, you know, when I was in college, that's I, I don't even know, you know, what what should I do, like, after after I, uh, I graduated. So uh, with, you know, my experience at Lens and Gear, that kind um like shape my, my career. So this is, so electrical engineer, you know, um, the, this manufacturing is like the, the career path that I would like to, to take. Um, so I would, I would strongly recommend if you are, you know, still in like college, maybe try to gain some like real work experience. I know some of you, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I get a part-time, part-time job at, uh, you know, a restaurant or, uh, or, or a bookstore, but if you if you are like an engineer or if you are uh, let's say a programmer, so I would say get some more hands-on relevant and work work experience, uh, and then that can help you to 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 make the decision. Hey, which career, which industry I can step into? And I would say also uh, if you're passionate, like go with your passion. Yeah. For example, like I uh, quit my other job when COVID hits the, in the industry, which mm -hmm. I that that that's something you know out of everyone's control. So mm -hmm. instead of in, instead of you know going to a similar industry, uh, I I know where I'm passionate about, right? Mm -hmm. I I like you know IT, 
and edge computing actually is is a is a new is a new technology. You know, a lot of people, very experienced people, they have tons of experience knowledge about uh, you know programming, about you know some IT uh, cloud, but that that that's been said. You know, edge could be a new technology for you know uh, for you know our millennial or you know like people at similar age. Uh, if you got the same passion, if you got you know the same uh, mindset, I would say, yeah, edge computing, the edge computing world is a good platform, like a good way where you can uh, make yourself shine. And I think it's also, if I may, like an interesting transition for I, I want to say like that subset of people who played with Raspberry Pis and Arduinos, right? And I, you know, I'll tell you personally that I kind of stumbled in manufacturing, I want to say, because I've just applied to a lot of different positions, but I was not as aware of, I want to say, a path from, again, loving electronics, but finding a role in manufacturing that makes sense in, in that regard, right? And I want to say electrical engineering opens a lot of doors, but they're not always obvious or they're not always kind of presented to. So I think like being an edge slash IOT is a really interesting uh-huh. path and combination between like hardware and software. So I think it's a really cool uh, position to be in for sure. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's great advice. I think co-op, I, I think we, we've had the co-op engineering conversation uh, a number of times. And I think everyone who has mentioned it uh, speaks highly of it. So if you are in college and have somehow managed to stumble across this show, uh, doing a co-op or taking a five-year engineering program and doing a co-op, I, everyone that I've known uh, who has done it speaks very highly of it. Uh, and Chris, last question for you is, is who should reach out? Who do you want to connect with? Who do you want to talk to? That This is kind of your opportunity uh, to, to go and ask whatever you'd like to ask. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. So like I say, if you are in, if you are, or you're not an existing, uh, you know, integrators uh, or solution partners with Siemens, you know, don't, don't worry about it. Uh, Cause edge is such an, you know, open platform and we're, we are, you know, we, we would like to open the door for everyone who's willing to, you know, bring your, your cool ideas, your own applications. Uh, or if you are, you know, just, uh, you're just interested about industrial edge, this platform, and you want to, um, you know, make use of it. You are a machine builders, you are a plan operators. Feel free to reach out to us. You know, we can help you to get started with your IoT journey in a very fast and easy way. Awesome. I love it. Thank you very much, Chris, uh, for being here. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and thank you, Siemens, for sponsoring this episode in September. If you guys have made it this far and are somehow not following the Manufacturing Hub LinkedIn page, not following Vlad, myself, um, not subscribed to a podcast, the podcast, what are you doing with your life? Uh, I have learned that if I ask people to subscribe and download podcasts and rate us five stars, we continue to have more and more people and more and more listens uh, over the course of every month, right? And it's been five or six months that we're doing that. So I think that there is a direct correlation to me remembering to ask the question and uh, and you guys actually doing the thing. So if you haven't gone and subscribed, uh, please feel free to go ahead and subscribe. We will be back every Wednesday in the month of September uh, going and talking about edge devices. Um, until next week, we'll see everyone soon. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.